And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel, coming at you with a little less energy this week. It's been a bit of a tiring one for me and Matt. We both said before we started that we wish that this was a week we could take off, but it's D23 week, everyone, so we literally could take nothing off. No, they announced literally everything at literally. D23. And, like, Matt and I really got to hop on this shit because we record the show on a Sunday night. There's no telling what they could talk about Monday morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. They could announce this whole Spider-Man shit again. Yeah, for all we know. And, uh, oh, we'll get to that. But before we do uh, some housekeeping, uh, I assume we're still sponsored by Keto Crate. They haven't pulled that out from under us yet. I don't know if anyone has actually done it yet. But if you want to check it out, you certainly can. Because, hey... Keto snacks help you lose some weight, taste good, look better. It's a win-win deal. Help your friends out at the comic multiverse. Yeah. Also, Keto Crate, bring it to me. I'll I'll pitch it to Australia. I'll please. I'll let everyone in Australia have it. Oh yeah. Oh man. You know what I tried to get for us this week, Matt? I tried really hard because they're signing a lot of celebrities, kind of like in our sphere mm-hmm. of influence. It's called Liquid Death. Have you seen this on Instagram? I haven't. It's okay. So it's this amazing like death metal can. It's like a tall boy can. And you think like, oh, what kind of booze is in there? Is it like White Claw? No, actually, it's just water. It's just mountain water in a super heavy metal can. And it's called Liquid Death and becoming like a uh, sponsor affiliate for it. uh, You you sell your soul on the website to Liquid Death. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it does sound cool. They got like Satine Phoenix and they got Joe Manganiello on. I'm like, I want a piece of that. I was even just going to order some just to fuck around with it because it's it's water. They're not fucking <laughs> around with the price. It's just water. But yeah. no, they they don't deliver to Canada. Oh, that's a shame. I know. I, I could order off American Amazon, but then I'd have to pay like the difference and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's fucking water. I'm not going to pay that much for a case of water, <laughs> even yeah. if the can is really cool. Send send Joe your empty cans. Just fill them with water. And I got was I got some fucking new it, liquid death. <laughs> exactly. But hey, if you know anyone at Liquid Death who wants to break into the Canadian Australian market, the very lucrative Canadian Australian market, please, you know you know who to call. <laughs> you know who to call them. Them Ghostbusters, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, everyone. This week was D twenty three, and uh, as Matt had uh, talked about previously everything happened but even before that something bigger happened that we were alluding to and that is the future of spider-man in the marvel cinematic universe or should i say the lack of a future for spider-man in the marvel cinematic universe yeah so for all intents and purposes he's like out of it at the moment for um because sony is like ripped him back because oh my god we got so many conflicting reports on this it wasn't funny like this has got to be the most like the the one story that has had the most like he should he said she said sort of thing oh absolutely and even depending on who you believe in this story and i think we all have picked a side in this one it's like it's like the chicken sandwich turf wars of twitter you gotta you gotta pick a side on this one who do you believe the truth of the matter is when one giant entertainment conglomerate goes to war with another giant entertainment conglomerate the moral of the story is there is no heroes on either side of this there are no good guys and in fact this story particularly you couldn't ask for a more hollywood example of a perfect Mm -hmm. confluence of greed and stupidity and greed and stupidity (laughs) Yeah, it just kept going. So yeah, like the first the first thing I saw was that apparently uh that they were trying to they were like renegotiating their deal 
after yeah. far from home made like a gazillion dollars and stuff um because their deal was always tentative it's like okay mm-hmm. five movies two solos three appearances yeah and in the, in this first report it said that disney wanted to split the cost 50 50 because as as their deal st- stood they like basically do fucking all of the work Everything. sony puts up i think some of the money and they they do all the work they do all like the writing production all that sort of shit well then sony just sits there takes all the fucking money it uh, was so a I think, 95 5 split is what it yeah. was disney marvel did all the hard work basically mm-hmm. got to use spider-man helped uh what is it insert him into their already existing universe and all sony had to do was you know sit back and collect yeah and i think they they ran the marketing for which is well marketing for those films wasn't really that good not the best not up to snuff with the other stuff and before people say where it's like oh yeah but disney but disney had the had, had the merch money you know they had the They've toys had and the for t- years they they have had that for years and here's another thing uh sony used to have a piece of that too but they sold it in 2011 to mm-hmm. disney so get off your high horse on that everybody i cannot count the amount of people who came at me all yeah. high and mighty on twitter it's like oh they make more from this and i'm like again it doesn't matter two huge conglomerates but still they sold it and furthermore if you want to go back even further uh sony arguably took advantage of a marvel in bankruptcy to get the spider-man rights in the first place when they got it for well lower than what it should have been bought for yeah yeah so yeah disney wanted to renegotiate so it was like a 50 50 split which might seem fair it seems very fair they do like all the work while disney uh well uh sony does literally nothing except marketing but apparently that that wasn't true because disney said that wasn't true mm. and then it then it turned into like it was actually 30 percent, and i'm like oh well that's even better you know mm. that that's in favor of sony but then that wasn't true or something then it was over like a fucking producer credit or something producer credit because you got the giant ego of tim rothman who if you do not know that name failed his way upward from working at fox and torpedoing the x-men with x-men 3 and the bad ones origin wolverine Mm -hmm. but only in hollywood can you fail upwards to the point of being like okay we'll put him in charge of spider-man then yeah we'll we'll put this guy that has said on multiple times that he hates superhero films in charge of superhero films what could possibly go wrong? And this guy who seemed, by all account, to have a major hate boner against Kevin Feige, who, oh, like, yeah. everyone seems to like, yeah. but who Rothman did not seem to like. Yeah, again, it was probably, like, a jealousy thing. Yeah, how the, dare your name be on this? Yeah, so it, it, it was then over there, and then there was, like, something where Sodi said, like, oh, that they thought Feige was too busy, and I'm like... Oh, it's his yeah. fucking job to do this literally He's not too busy <laughs> so literally for the other past three phases hasn't been busy no, at all no. oh he's too busy for spider-man i'm like what what, what, what like industry double speak what backhanded bullshittery <laughs> is that and the fact that sony dropped that message at like one in the morning eastern yeah, standard yeah. time yeah but no, yeah, that that didn't mean anything. And yeah, it went back and forth all day. Who was in the right? Who was in a wrong? Who wanted this? Who wanted that? Uh, did Sony want Venom and Morbius to play a part in the MCU? Who fucking knows? But at the end of it all, D23 rolled around and Tom Holland and Feige were forced to basically come up with a video that said, yeah, this is the end of the road for us. Yeah, it, 
it's sad. It's sad because I it is especially like where they left off far from home. Yeah, where it, it was, it looked like it was meant to be like this big, big story going in into like phase four or probably phase five with Spidey mm-hmm. on the run and everything. As I said on Twitter, now now that he's back, they'll they'll run off of that. They'll be like, oh, he's left New York and he's moved to San Francisco to hide. And oh, look, it's Eddie Brock and he's sweating and all this sort <laughs> this, of stuff. This adult man who hates Spider Man, <laughs> even though he is a child in this universe. <laughs> And again, too, that's apparently Holland is still under contract for two more Spider-Man films. But here's the thing, as we've learned from Affleck, Batman, and all of this other stuff. If you're under contract, that doesn't actually mean shit. Yeah, I, I really feel bad for Holland because he's a legit Spider-Man fan. A legit fan of, like, these Marvel movies and everything. Oh, yeah. so, and you see him in, like, playing Spider-Man to him is apparently, like, the biggest thing to ever happen to him. And, like, for oh, yeah. this to happen, th- this is pretty terrible. It's like basically someone came to him and said, okay, Tom, Christmas is canceled. <laughs> the video he did for D23 was really sad, too, and really telling, because you could tell they're like, okay, seriously, Tom, we got D23 coming up. You got to come in, like, today, and we got to film this thing to let people know what's going on. And it's him talking, but he, like, keeps nervously <laughs> looking off yeah. camera every 15 yeah. seconds, because you can tell his manager or his publicist or someone is behind him there being like, no, 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 you gotta say that. No, no, you can't say that, though, because that might, uh, like, offend the shareholders. No, 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 you gotta, you gotta say it like this and be really non-committal. <laughs> yeah, he's got, they've got the big cue cards that say yes and no. <laughs> yeah, you're not mad at anybody. Best, uh, <laughs> best of luck in future endeavors. <laughs> But yeah, this is this is some real crazy shit here, like shit that you wouldn't expect to happen. But then you're reminded that this is Sony you're working with here and Sony is basically run by crazy people anyway. That's what I don't understand where you see all these people defending Sony. It's it's because of this this whole, oh, Disney's a big evil empire conglomerate sort of thing that, that spins yeah. on Twitter and everything. But like Which yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, you're right, but also like fuck off also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like so Sony's like really incompetent like yeah and like insanely incompetent and it's like what sony isn't also a big evil corporation it's nice to know when we reach the cyberpunk future when everything is ruled by the same four <laughs> mega corporations people are going to be pissing and moaning at each other about their favorite mega corporation it'll be the mega corporations war exactly i mean look here's the thing man if we're going to be ruled by the same four mega corporations anyway and there's nothing i can do about it you can do about it at least make the fucking spider-man movies i want <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's insane as well it's like people seem to forget like all those emails that leaked that like just show their incompetency we'll and how an like Aunt even May kevin movie. feige even kevin feige like he was asked to help on um the amazing spider-man films and all those things like give input and everything and they didn't listen to his input whatsoever no no it seemed like a very one-sided relationship they had also too let us not forget sony had torpedoed the spider-man franchise arguably twice once by fucking over raimi and not letting him make spider-man 4 the way he wanted and by taking spider-man 3 away from creatively then you know running it into the ground with the amazing Mm spider-man and then of course you had uh what is it uh uh, pascal's racist email controversy so they were just begging for someone to come along and save them and then oh here comes the mouse (laughs) Now, that's really funny because, like, obviously Amy Pascal isn't involved in Sony anymore. She's no. she left recently, and that's where Tom Rothman came, Tim Rothman mm-hmm. came in. Um, it it kind of looks like she was the one kind of holding it sort of all together a little bit. 
that's the feeling that is really getting out there now that she was actually the biggest cheerleader for this merger. And really, why not? Because you yeah. cannot buy that Disney shine. People totally forgot that she was sending racist emails. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't she be happy? She's like, no, no, no. As soon as this breaks apart, people will remember how much I suck. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> But yeah, so future of Spider-Man now. He's there for two movies. We might see them. We might not. Uh, I'm not really interested in seeing this series continue. No, it it'll be like they can't like they can't make it a follow-on from that because it's too ingrained in the MCU with Very Tony Stark so. stuff. That even the suit, like he would have to get rid of the suit. <laughs> yep. Uh, even the villains. Uh, okay, so yeah. uh, Vulture. Oh, his suit is built with Chitari alien tech. Fuck, we can't use him. Uh, Mysterio. Oh, no, he works for Stark and his whole team works for Stark. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, they, they would really, it would basically be a reboot. It would be a soft reboot at that point. And again, I know Lord and Miller is running things and we really like Lord and Miller, but you can only go so far by making it be self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Like, unless they did something really fucking crazy where it's like, okay, so uh, Tom Holland is killed in the first five minutes. It's like, take that, Ben Riley, my clone you didn't know about. <laughs> that was also running around in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, take that. <laughs> Moving on now. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a sad piece of news. And, you know, I mean, if nothing else takes solace, uh, Feige said it himself where it's like, look, guys, this was always a long shot. This was always, you know, uh, a deal that had a shelf life. Be happy you got Spider-Man five times. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I know I know people are saying, like, well, Disney's, like, super rich. Why don't they buy them? It's like, well, the problem with that is is that Disney, like, Sony want that, and they, they like, are, want, like, an exuberant amount. Like, I think Disney wanted to buy, like, all of their Spider-Man Marvel stuff for, like, $40 billion, uh, four, $4 billion, and they're like, no, give us 20 and also, too, for that, too, you A, gotta be selling, which mm -hmm. I don't think they are right now, because, again, they know, oh, Spider-Man is our only mm -hmm. profitable franchise. No one's lining up to see Men in Black. We have to hold on to this in a death grip, because if we don't got Spider-Man, we got nothing. So much to the point that they bought Insomniac, the guys who are making the Spider-Man game, because they're like, oh, no, 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 we're going to be milking this for all it's worth in the future. <laughs> well, I think, like, the, the gaming and the movie side are, like, I think they're, they're obviously run by different people and they're, they're it is. pretty separate. Yeah, but but that that's a good thing that Sony bought, that, that Sony uh, Games bought Insomniac because that means we'll get more good Spider-Man games. But maybe not any Avengers connectivity, though, <laughs> yeah. in, them, in yeah. the future. Mm. What else was I going to say there? But, and the other big thing, too, of why I think this whole situation gets even more complicated and it's something I think a lot of people aren't... Uh, uh, haven't realized well okay they have but they've realized it in a really horrible racist internet way and mm -hmm. that is that sony even though we're dealing with the american arm of it here sony is a japanese company mm -hmm. with a japanese way of running things and japanese interests and here we kind of have the ultimate push and pull battle between the east and the west <laughs> And even though we're hearing it from the American arm, you know that they're talking to like the 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 the, the biggins, you know, the bigwigs in Japan, and I'm sure they have their own ideas and their own thing. And you know, maybe shit's getting lost in translation. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know half of like what what is actually happening with these stories, like what what's true and what's not. It's going to make a fascinating documentary in of itself. <laughs> I'm already fascinated with this. Yeah, because. Because the way it seemed to me from the first half was, you know, uh, Marvel, Disney being like, okay, well, can we share 
some of the costs on this mm-hmm. one going forward. I mean, we only delivered yeah, yeah. you the, your biggest hit ever with this. And yes, we cleaned up on merchandise, but hey, it was always ours, as was our right, you know. So can we can we do this? Can we make something happen? And Sony swiveling around in their chair. No. <laughs> no, I I refuse your time-tested surefire thing that I can own some of. I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket and risk it on a long shot cuz fuck you. What was it that I think it was I think it was Tom Rothman that said that like um we we don't we don't need Marvel Studios now. We've like learned from them what we need. I'm like, "Oh, oh no, it's not like what you learn. It's like the people you surround yourself with and mm-hmm. you know, taking Kevin Feige and his team away." <laughs> Look, look, I don't know if you if you knew this, Matt, but Venom made almost a billion dollars and uh, Into the Spider-Verse uh, had an Academy Award. I'm like, yeah, and you wouldn't have made either of those movies if you could still make live-action Spider-Man movies. You were literally <laughs> forced to make those two because your hands were tied. <laughs> yeah, they were the only ones you could actually do. Don't, don't pat yourself on the back because your desperation moves paid off, guy. <laughs> That's like saying, like, man, could you believe I got my diarrhea in the toilet from that far away? Yeah, but you shouldn't have been trying. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I I, I love Spider-Verse, and I will probably see the Spider-Verse sequel, but as far as any other Sony Spider-Man projects, this this whole ugly business has just killed my interest. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are in the same, like, why bother? Why bother now? Why bother? And God help you if, you know, the production gets stalled up on this or Holland buys his way out of his contract and you have to reboot again with a new Spider-Man. Yeah, well, as well, like Sony recent, like, the, I think the, the literally the same day, um, that Uncharted movie that Holland's meant to be doing, it mm. lost its director, Dan Trenchberg. And I'm like, Dan, oh, well, how, how long until Holland is out of that film? Yeah, really, this, oof, we're going to be feeling the butterfly effects of this one for a long time, I really mm-hmm. do feel. Yeah. And as far as the state of the Marvel Universe, I know a lot of people, because they love to doomsay, are like, oh, this is, you know, this is the end of the MCU, oh, they'll <laughs> never off. be, yeah, they'll never be able to recover from losing Spider-Man. I'm like, do you not remember those first phases where they didn't have spider-man and we never thought they were gonna have spider-man and they were still the biggest things in the world yeah we got like my avengers films that were making a billion dollars iron man films that were making a billion dollars captain america films which should have been impossible yeah like spider-man batman superman they should make a billion dollars every time because they're the most well-known heroes in the world yeah the fact that, uh, yeah, the fact that they were able to turn Captain America, Iron Man, C-listers for years in the comics into their new A-listers is very impressive. It is. And also, too, if the fact that there's no Spider-Man means we get to see a little bit more of uh, some of the new heroes that they've announced coming to the <laughs> app very soon, then, hey, maybe it's all for the best. But yes, Matt, they announced not one but three brand new shows for the Disney Plus app to fill out this new phase, which includes both movies and television. Yeah, uh, and that will be interacting seamlessly, apparently. Yes, which I am very excited to see, especially after all the not seeing it we saw from the Netflix <laughs> shows. <laughs> I'm very excited. But yes, those three new shows, for those of you not paying attention, are Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk. Yeah, three really... uh, Miss Marvel, I think, was rumored for a long time. Oh, yeah, they've been trying to do something with that character forever. Moon Knight and She-Hulk are interesting. Moon Knight, I think, just comes out of sheer people have been asking for it forever, where it's like, hey, you know how he's kind of like Batman? 
And you know how, like, we haven't had a good Batman movie in a long time? Hey, Marvel, <laughs> can you, like, do a Batman? <laughs> and Marvel's like, oh, geez, I don't know. I mean, maybe we could. Who, who is this mooned knight that you speak of? Tell, <laughs> tell us his tale. Oh, Jewish, you say. Oh, mercenary with split personality, you say. Oh, Egyptian mythology, you say. Yeah, we can hammer this out. Yeah, we could do. We'll give him a TV series. Yeah, which honestly, I think actually probably fits him better than a movie because yeah. I think you can actually cover more ground. Oh yeah, his his story is quite uh, confusing, and I imagine it would confuse a lot of people if they saw that on the big screen in under two hours. And wonderfully episodic too, because mm-hmm. you can just be like, okay, here's here's a Grant heavy episode, here's a Cabbie heavy episode, etc. Cetera, yeah. etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really looking forward to that series, and and I'm wondering like. Like, because obviously these shows are going to go into the movies as well. Like, is he yeah. going to be like part of the Avengers or like? They, yeah, where is he? They've got show like up? Blade and Ghost Rider and stuff. Are they building like a Midnight Sun sort of thing? We basically have it now. If they just came out with that, they're like, okay, so instead of doing an Avengers next, it's a Midnight Suns with Blade and Moon Knight and Ghost mm-hmm. Rider and Damon Hellstrom. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that that would be really cool. Indeed, it would be. Uh, Miss Marvel, again, I've said this forever, she has been show-ready basically mm-hmm. since day one. Yeah. I assume they would have done, like, an animated series first, but they're going live-action, and that's really cool. She's also, like, maybe the newest Marvel character yeah. ever to get a show. She's only been around for, like, five-plus years. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, the newest one. And, yeah, that that's super awesome, as well as, like, she's technically an inhuman She's technically an inhuman, which means if you wanted to fix any of the Scott buck-ups, this is a way to do it. <laughs> please, please do it. Please allude to, like, Black Bolt and everything on the dark side, on the blue side of the moon. Because people forget that when Miss Marvel started, the Inhumans were living on Earth, and she'd occasionally go over to New Adelan and hang out. Yeah, well, please... And, like, look, Lockjaw was also a big focus of her first couple arcs, so... There you go, there you go. You see what they should do? They should just say, like, yeah, that, that series was was canon, except it didn't happen as it happened in the show. Yeah. That was that was Maximus the Mads version, you all heard, everyone, and he was trying to make everyone look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. But, like, literally, like, Lockjaw could show up and be like, yeah, yeah. only Lockjaw was canon. Yeah. Because he's a dog, he can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that would be a great one to do. Also, hey, uh, you lost your Peter Parker stories that resonate with young people in 2019. Well, Kamala Khan from Jersey City, you're what, a high school student? In the modern day, really? <laughs> yes, there what is some interesting talk? things you can do. That You could you could even just like do it be like, okay, we're going to just send Kamala to like the school Peter was at. Oh, man, man, that's the thing where it's like, oh, you know, we were going to send you to Jersey City, but oh, you got a new scholarship to go to Midtown High. (laughs) Oh, look, who's that? That's Ned. Yeah, Ned. It's like, hey, Kamala, do you want to be my best friend now? My other one never came back from Europe. (laughs) No, Ned's a Spider-Man character. They can't have any of the Spider-Man characters, unfortunately. We'll just get get Jacob Battleon back as another character who's basically just Ned. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, But yeah, there's there's a lot of really interesting stuff you could do with that. Uh, And obviously, too, the connection to Captain Marvel is obvious. Kamala is inspired by Carol Danvers to become a hero and create a costume. Yeah, exactly. It's so simple. It's it's literally in the title as well. Like you could just glean Mm -hmm. that from the title. Oh, Miss Marvel. Oh, and you can see in like the title, little Star Force logo. So like, oh, she must be like inspired or related or somehow to uh, to Captain Marvel. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it'll be quite a thing, too. It's like, okay, so for, like, Captain Marvel 2 or 3 or whatever we're doing, I'm assuming they'll meet up. Or, heck, if they could get, uh, what is it, Carol Danvers for the mm-hmm. day, if they could get Brie Larson to just show up in an episode of the show, that'd be fun. I, I'm sure she would as well. Even if she's just floating in space in silhouette, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Man, Miss Marvel's having a great time. She's in this. She's in that Avengers video game. Can't yeah. get away from this character. She's blown yeah. up. Yeah. And then lastly, you have She-Hulk, which again, another character who's perfectly suited to the TV format because mm-hmm. she's a lawyer and every episode could be a legal procedural. I hope they do that because that was always the one thing that annoyed me about Daredevil where it's like, hey, geez, for a lawyer, he's not in the courtroom very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope they, they do a bit more of the law procedural stuff. It'd be even cool if they could somehow get Matt Murdock in that show as well uh, as like someone no. she's like like prosecuting against or something. That would be the perfect way to do it. But yeah, the big question too is She-Hulk, and I posed this on Twitter and I got a lot of interesting answers. What do you do with Jen Walters? Do you Lou Ferrigno it where she's just a big lady in makeup? Or do you do it like uh, what they do in the movies where She-Hulk is a CGI creation? Because I think if you did practical effects and makeup, she could actually be in the show more. Yeah, well, see, that's that's what I've always pictured She-Hulk as a practical effect because she isn't like mm-hmm. like hulk whereas hulk is literally like you know 10 foot tall you know built like four cars stacked on each other like she's not like, otherworldly she's yeah. just a big she's just a big amazon woman yeah yeah who's green that's that's basically she, she's it. gwendolyn christie if you've ever stood <laughs> next to gwendolyn christie yeah. at a con and i have that woman is like nine feet tall and massive she could kill you with a punch she's great yeah 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 so i i'd like to see that do do a practical effect, practical effect, and then maybe like maybe she's in a fight and she quote unquote hulks out. You go mm. like CGI. That would be cool because it's like here's the thing too. Unlike the Hulk, who his whole deal, although they've actually changed it in the last movie, where he doesn't like being the Hulk because it means losing control and Banner goes away. Jen's always been in control. Yeah. She she chooses to live as a Hulk because living as a Hulk is fucking awesome when you're yeah, in control. She, she loves the freedom it gives her. Yeah, again, you get to be a 10-foot-tall emerald supermodel who wouldn't love to do that. Ironically, they've changed that in the comics now to where Jen is closer to the old Hulk now, mm-hmm. and movie Hulk is Professor Hulk, and he actually has his shit together, and he's wearing sweater vests <laughs> and living a normal life. <laughs> Which, again, I wonder how they're going to explain that, too, because obviously, you know, She-Hulk becomes She-Hulk because she is Bruce Banner's cousin, and she gets a blood transfusion, uh, how are they going to square that circle where it's like, oh, your cousin who is the Hulk gave you some blood. Here you go. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll work it out. Some She'll get injured or something. I don't know. And Mark Ruffalo will show up for an episode or something. Yeah, I, I think I think the story is she's like uh, she's like prosecuting a gang thing and like she gets shot in a drive by or something. Mm hmm. And that's why she has to get the blood. Like, again, this is like literally epi- episode one. Mm hmm. But yeah, I, I'm very excited for all these. I think these will all be very solid and very interested to see how they will connect again to the bigger universe. Yeah, they fit in nicely as well with like the other shows we have as well that mm-hmm. that have come out, like Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, all of those shows. It's, it's a nice, like, diverse group of shows. Totally. Uh, we learned about some more people coming back to uh, Kat Dennings is coming back. Randall mm-hmm. Park is coming back for these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all in like WandaVision. So it's like, as Kevin Feige says, just as you thought you'd figured out the show, we bring back these characters who really have no relation to Wanda and no. Vision at all. And it's like, what Not the hell yet. is going on? 
did you see the poster for WandaVision? It's literally mm. just a frame from Tom King's Vision series. Yeah, it looks really cool. He has a frame and it's like in the shadows you can see actual Wanda and Vision. It's really It's cool. great too because she has the little crown there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is she going to get the little crown? Yeah, that, that 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 looks really cool. And Catherine Hahn is in the show as well. She voiced Doc Ock in, in Spider-Verse. That's fun. It's great too because in the Vision silhouette in that same picture he has a little hole missing. Yeah. Where the stone should be, which makes me wonder, hmm, does she try and bring him back using magic and it all gets messed up all a House of M? That's what I think's going to happen. She's, she's like fucked up from like him not coming back and all this stuff and Endgame and everything that she like, like try to recreate him and like shit goes wrong. He ends up going like insane or something. Right. And we know that she's also going to be in Multiverse of Madness. And I mm-hmm. wonder when this is all done. She's like, well, I tried to re- repeat him using magic and that didn't work. So I'm just going to go and try and find him in the multiverse. Somewhere <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go space. steal another dimension's vision. <laughs> so wonderfully comics won't cause a problem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I'll put him back when I'm done. <laughs> Which again, I'm like, this is, this is some really good comic book Scarlet Witch material, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. This is totally the shit she does all the yeah. time. Yeah. The shit that she couldn't do in a movie because it's like, no, we only got two hours for this. Oh, yeah, a show. You do all that introspective <laughs> stuff. Uh, ooh, we got some more Star Wars stuff there, too. We got to see a trailer for The Mandalorian, which had a lot of footage we already saw from the leaked footage, but there was some new stuff in there. There was some really cool new stuff in there. Do, uh, him, do tell like him, him cutting people in half with doors. Oh, that was friggin' sweet. Where it's like, yeah, how come no one ever gets stuck in these Star Wars? Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, they just get cut in fucking half. Yeah, no, yep. it, it it was a trailer that like didn't really reveal a lot, but it like yeah. revealed just enough to like get you like hooked. Like oh, really yeah. cool like action scenes, like the door being cut in half, fucking ATST walkers, uh, speeders, speeder bikes, stuff like that. Cool ships. The the ship stuff looks really cool, especially for a TV show. Yeah, cool new Twi'leks. Yeah, yeah, Twi'leks and Bill Burr and all that sort of stuff. And also Bill Burr in space, because why not? <laughs> I love yeah. we're at the point now with Star Wars where there's such revered movies, but when modern actors show up and they're like, this is fucking Bill Burr, what is he doing in the Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, well, speaking of actors, fucking Werner Herzog. <laughs> oh my, the man was born to play an Imperial, wasn't he? He just brings that great sense of dread. <laughs> Boy, does and all he he's ever. doing is like talking about being a bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just talking normally, and this is just what I do. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be scary. I'm just reading the thing. No, you're just, you're just menacing in general. <laughs> Man, can you believe we've had both Max von Sydow and Werner Herzog all in Star yeah. Wars now? Yeah, yeah, and then we even got Giancarlo Esposito, the guy who played uh, uh, Gus Fring in 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 breaking bad he's in this as like a moth amazing yeah already stacked cast in this like you could tell this is the one where they're like look even if we didn't have the marvel shows this is why we want you to get in november though because fuck yeah star wars yeah taika watiti's voicing ig11 that's so cool can you can you believe this is actually coming out fairly soon three months in three months wow that's and I get and believe. I and I get to watch it when it ha- when it premieres as well because it's coming out in Australia at the same time. You and me both for once. Hey, DC <laughs> Universe app. <laughs> yeah, still waiting. Any day now. But <laughs> and and like at a price point of eight ninety nine, it's like wow, Disney really wants this to be a Netflix killer, don't they? Oh yeah. Oh, it's gonna obliterate it because just like the the sheer amount. Like I was saying in in our Discord, like 
just disregarding like the original so it's just like the stuff they're actually going to be bringing from their own kettle just like all the seasons of the simpsons oh yeah like their pixar catalog all like their their star wars movies those sorts of things that, that that's really cool you can see them all in one place i was actually going through netflix tonight here and i'm like well we don't have that and again if i if i switched over i'd still have a couple bucks to spare mm-hmm. and i can get it on the playstation so that's yeah. pretty good yeah again the, another thing up on the dc i don't think the dc app has a playstation uh app or if it does it's not very good no i don't think it does where it's like who doesn't have game system connectivity now when everyone's game system is the hub for their entertainment now yeah really are, are they doing free trials to like netflix or do they just assume like now you're gonna pay 8.99 when this comes out we know I, you are i don't know maybe, maybe they will i know they've got like and it's really appealing to me they've got a thing where you can actually buy a whole year's subscription like mm. in one go which is really good for me because like means i don't have to pay for it monthly i i don't yeah you know nothing coming out of my bank account like i'm like what the hell is that oh disney plus which which netflix always gets me with mm-hmm. that i'm like i thought i had more money ah god damn it netflix because yeah. then you got the netflix and then you got the amazon prime yeah yeah and they all come out in that same sort of window yeah and then God help you if you blacked out for like a couple weeks and they're like, why am I overdrawn? Oh, that's why I'm overdrawn. <laughs> or ooh, if it was a lean month, but the bank doesn't know that and they keep taking it out. And then you're like, oh, boy, <laughs> ooh, being an adult sucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mandalorians looks off the fucking hook. Yeah, it looks so cool. I can't wait to see more of this. And ho- hopefully we get to learn like a little bit more about our characters because at the moment we don't know, like we don't even know, like people don't even know if like Pedro Pascal is actually in the show, like whether the Mandalorian removes his helmet or anything. Or, if or he's anything. just doing the voice. Yeah. I think he was in the costume, so maybe he will re- remove his helmet. But yeah, I, I kind of hope he doesn't. Yeah. Same. I also kind of enjoy the man with no name drifter uh mm-hmm. judge dread thing where it's like what is he what's his name he's the mandalorian no but what's yeah. his name the mandalorian he's the yeah. man with no name yeah yeah it adds to that western aesthetic that the show is like drenched in yeah have you seen him who the mandalorian <laughs> he cuts people in half with doors with friggin doors and it's the sickest shit ever <laughs> uh but yeah that wasn't the only star wars news too uh more info came out about rise of the skywalker obviously we didn't get to see any of this but it was all told to us later tell us tell us matt of the rise of the skywalker and of the new things yeah well first we got like a poster that's kind of crappy because it's got a hot toys emperor palpatine on it um which yeah it's kind of crappy if you remove that it'd be a pretty cool poster uh but yeah like the the footage people saw they saw like old ships from like like the rebellion era so like old Corellian corvettes stuff like that apparently like there's going to be a huge space battle with over a hundred star destroyers in it hmm. um we got to see uh i think ray and kylo going at it fighting uh right. we got there was like a scene apparently like a vision of ray with a, a a lightsaber that's very similar to the temple guard lightsaber so it's sort of like it's like a u-shape Right, everyone keeps talking about dark side ray dark yeah. ray that's all i heard about yeah yeah it is it's red and apparently it's she's in in with the dark side again it's, it's a vision though yeah. i would i would very much like if the movie ended with her turning to the dark side that'd be a fuck of a twist yeah well it would be because as i said on twitter there's like no tension between her and kylo fighting she's won both no. both times before so like where's the tension 
Yeah, what a fuck of a twist where it's like Kylo Ren, I'm the good guy now, and she's the villain. <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. I don't know if I'd like that with everything we've seen with these characters like that. I don't know what message you're trying to send here, but I know you didn't write these all in order, so. <laughs> well, there's no plan for these films. <laughs> but Mandalorians, though. <laughs> but yeah, but no, yeah it, it looks fun. It lo- it looks cool. We got to see, like, I did see, like, someone took, like, like, pictures of, like, I think it was in, like, some sizzle reel of, like, some scenes. You get to see the Darth Vader helmet again uh cool. s- some really cool stuff in like a, a hangar with big ships and all that sort of stuff so it looks cool it's a jj abrams film so it'll be like epic in in nature mm. with his action and everything what about uh papa palpatine did we hear more about papa palpatine i think like i don't know i know like he's obviously going to be in the film and Which i think still blows my mind yeah i know they got ian mcdarmid to do it that's so fucking awesome I think there was like a, he had like a line in in the trailer they saw, but I I don't know what it was. I don't think it was anything like pertaining to anything like something about power or right. something. Yeah, yeah, I I'm excited. I'm I'm hoping we get a fucking trailer for this film soon. Yeah, I know. It feels like we should have had one way sooner. Yeah. Eh, oh well. <sighs> yeah, you figure if any time they would do it. It would be a D twenty three, but eh, it is what it is. I mean, it's Star Wars. They know people are coming to see it. Oh yeah uh what else do we have here Ooh, black panther 2 set for may 6 2022 so yes obviously this wildly successful movie would get a sequel and yes coogler is back and everyone else is back yeah this is the only film they announced a sequel for like they didn't announce guardians 3 which we know is coming or like captain marvel yeah. 2 which you also know is coming yeah but this is the only one they like brought out on they brought ryan coogler out on stage to like say mm. it's, it's strange I guess they figured so. Yeah, it's a slam dunk. Everyone liked Black Panther, so there you go. Yeah, that's true. I mean, everyone liked Guardians and the other ones too, but it's just like, hey, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I guess like it's, it's easier for a lot of people to talk about that. Also, too, what, what interesting way that they've set up this phase now to 2022, where it's like you get some movies, you get some shows, you get mm-hmm. both now. Yeah, yeah, and they're all intertwined, connected, and everything. So you go go see them all. So subscribe to Disney Plus. Surprise! <laughs> mm, so give us give us eight ninety nine a month, and also give us that <laughs> ticket money as well. Because again, we want to rule you all in the next few years. <laughs> uh kit harrington officially joined the cast of the eternals and he's going to be the black knight yeah he's going to be playing Jon snow again i i remember when it was room when when just before it was announced it was rumored he was joining and everyone's like oh he's going to be black knight i'm like i don't know because that that, that's kind of like typecasting because like i'm i was just like thinking about like the roles he's played and they've all been kind of similar to like game of thrones like i think there was one where he was like one one where he's like some spy or something but yeah every other one has been like like some like medieval swords and sandals guy (laughs) Eh, i mean you know play play to your strengths at least he's not pulling an orlando bloom where orlando bloom is like no i don't want to play fancy elfish characters anymore i'm a real actor oh no now i'm gone (laughs) oh i'll be in those hobbit films then Kit Harrington's like that ain't happening to me. Give me, give me the fucking sword. Just give it. <laughs> and hey, he gets to be in Eternals with Richard Madden again. So yeah, that's pretty that's cool. Fun. We got to see the costumes for the Eternals. They all look really cool. 
They do. And I think this answers the question, too, from what I've been saying forever. Where it's like, well, how, how are they going to make Eternals work on the big screen? How are they going to sell this obscure idea? By rebuilding it from the ground up and keeping the basis essentials, yes, just like uh, they did with and, Guardians. And of, and of course, the, the millions of, 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 of Eternal Eternals fans, fans. Uh, cried, like, cried out. out because, you know, these characters are, are important and sacred and they can't be changed. <laughs> said no one ever <laughs> which in a way might make them the perfect group of heroes to do that with because you can do whatever you want and no one's gonna fucking care <laughs> you can change it as much as you want yeah we got kumel najani we got uh what is it angelina jolie we got a little of everybody yeah, i mean i'm so excited for kumel to be in a marvel film mainly because Same. like he's gotten like super jacked <laughs> Yes, yes, he has. And I'm like, dude, if that dude can get jacked, any of us can get jacked. And I'm looking jacked. forward as well to, like, seeing if he's super jacked in the new season of Silicon uh. Valley that's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> and if they play that in with his character, because it's completely against what his oh, character yeah. is in that show. Kumel is amazing because he he literally is all of us. He started with a podcast with his girlfriend yeah. doing stand-up, and now he's in big Hollywood movies, and I think that's so great. Yeah. And I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's like, boy, am I happy Aziz Ansari fucked up and pissed everybody <laughs> off. Now I'm the new guy. <laughs> and somewhere Harry Condobalo's like, and I'm waiting here in the wings, too. <laughs> I also have a Netflix special and a podcast any day now. <laughs> Hollywood's like, look, we can only have one. But when it's all said and done, everyone gets a turn. <laughs> uh but yeah good good for kid harrington they haven't announced if hercules is going to be in this yet but i imagine if black knight's in there hercules is also probably gonna be I, in I, I hope he is and i hope they get someone really cool to play him <laughs> someone cool and someone funny too because hercules is also funny yeah i'm trying to think who would be a who would be a good guy for that role get get one of the other hemsworths why don't <laughs> i was just thinking that yeah <laughs> Just that would be funny where we have multiple Hemsworths now. <laughs> keep keep that whole family working. <laughs> uh, we also saw some Black... Well, we didn't see Black Widow footage, but we got a poster, and then the poster's footage was described to us later. Yeah, and yeah, we got to see her... her like, like new. She's got two new costumes, apparently. She's got a big white one. Which her her really new old cool. costumes, yeah. yeah. Which looks really fucking cool. And then she, on the poster... They had one that looks kind of similar to like her comic one with like the gold belt yeah, and the gold yeah, yeah. Wrist, wrist things. It looks really cool. It, it's so cool. And then I'm reminded it's a prequel. I'm like, why didn't you keep the cool one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably a reason. <laughs> yeah, why, why, why didn't you keep the cool one? I guess we'll find out. We also got to see a little of Harbor as Red Guardian. He's yeah. basically just Red Captain America, which is yeah, fine. The costume is basically Red Captain America. <laughs> That's cool. That's all right. I'm down. It's it's a good time for color swap Captain America costumes because apparently U.S. Agent John Walker is also going to be showing up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, played by Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell. Dude, I fucking love that guy. He yeah. is so fucking cool and overlord. I'm like, don't, don't, don't make me hate Wyatt Russell too much as U.S. Agent because I'd like it if he could, could come back in things. Mm, well, see, like now that he's in there, you can actually kind of piece together the plot of the store of the show, where it's like, yeah, where it's like, okay, so like there's going to be a fight between who's Captain America, and since the shield technically belongs to the government, they'll take it, give it to yep. this guy that they've chosen. He'll, who turns out to be crazy. Yeah, he'll either go fucking insane or get like like condition like mind conditioned by Zemo and the Thunderbolts and yep. and they'll pit him against Sam and, and Bucky and it'll be a big fight and stuff like that. 
And I guess it'll also play into the idea, too, where it's like, well, okay, but Sam isn't calling himself Captain America yet. Mm-hmm. He's wielding the shield, but he's still Falcon. I'm like, oh, okay, because he doesn't want to do that because there's already some other crazy Peckerwood running around in a Captain America costume. Yeah, did you did you see the, the Falcon Winter Soldier poster? Yes, I did. Yeah, it looked, looked really cool. I, I like Bucky with short hair again. Yeah, and, good and, stuff. and he- Sam's got his white costume. He's got his white costume. Bucky got over his depression, and Sharon Carter is going to be in this one too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty damn cool. Which I guess, seeing as they never went the whole romantic route with Sharon Carter and Steve, because he got to go back in time and have a whole life, I wonder if Sharon's going to get into a relationship with Sam or Bucky. Yeah, maybe that might be like a thing in the show, like a like a romantic triangle sort of thing. Yeah, I could see that as a place they would go with it. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's like, well, you already wrote Steve his happy ending, so Sharon's <laughs> just fucking adrift now. Yeah, yeah, she, 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 she'd be a bit weirded out though, because like technically Steve's like, like her uncle or father or something. Maybe now we don't know because time. <laughs> don't think about it. <laughs> oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. Speaking of Peggy Carter, did you see the the screen grabs of like that What If series? Yes, yes, I did. And I was so blown away. I'm like, yeah, obviously she, if she got the super soldier serum, she'd be Captain Britain, not Captain America, because she's British. Yeah, and apparently that there was like a little sizzle reel of the show and like the art style of it looks so cool. Because like we saw the pictures and I figured they'd just be like art, but like, no, that's like what the art style of the show is like. So it's like those old kind of Fleischer uh, cartoons, like that kind of like style look. Yeah, about it yeah. and everything i'm like oh like that's, that's, that's super cool yeah i'm excited for that i'm just excited for marvel to be doing good animation it's not like they're owned by an animation house or something yeah and it's even better because like apparently i think there's only going to be one season of this what if show going to be 23 right. episodes and each episode is mm. a marvel film so iron man cool. iron man 2 incredible hulk thor all of them each get and then the last one obviously be Endgame. cool yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they're going to be doing with like Infinity War and Endgame. Like, what, yeah. what, what, what if, what would they change? What, well, I imagine like, like Thor maybe kills, kill, kills him in, in, in Infinity War or something, or in or, Endgame. Or what if Thanos wins? Yeah, yeah, something like that. That'd be like you know that's got what if Than what if Thanos wins? What if they screwed up the timeline too much? What mm-hmm. would happen? Yeah. Which would be a great time to bring in the Maestro. Hulk is all I'm saying. That would be hey, a, a great time. It t- might happen. Might happen. Yeah. Oh, no. We future imperfected everybody. <laughs> what if the Hulk series had actually continued? <laughs> Instead of just stopping, there's a fun what if. That's another thing that She-Hulk show could do, and I hope it does do, and that is pick up on some threads the movies never could. Like, hey what happened to the leader and what happened to the abomination and what happened to uh what is it uh what is it ross's daughter yeah betty like yeah yeah they could get like Liv tyler back and like tim roth and um yeah oh, who's the guy who played the leader he's a really great character actor i can't remember his name his he's in name all the coen brothers me. films yeah he is really good because i mean obviously the movies aren't ever going to get to do that so no. let's hope that maybe this show can pick up on it yeah this is one of those few situations where I see, you know what, She-Hulk? Use all the Hulk villains you want. <laughs> Use them all. Is She-Hulk Use them owned all. by Universal? That's a damn good question. I know She-Hulk and Spider-Woman 
fall into this weird fucked up place mm-hmm. where it's like because the TV shows were going on back in the day, the Bill Bixby Hulk and everything else, Marvel was scared that if they created female versions, they would be able to use them independently. So they beat them to it by creating their own female versions of characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like Spider-Woman is not tied up in the Spider-Man rights mm-hmm. because she is decidedly different and has her own shit going on. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if She-Hulk falls into that, too, because, I mean, she's Bruce Banner's cousin. Mm-hmm. I really don't know about that. But here's the thing. If they, if they worked that out, and if they worked the Fantastic Four stuff out, then, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm intrigued to see, like, like, what they can do with those, like, because obviously they need Universal. And hopefully this, this Sony Marvel thing doesn't make Universal go, hey. Hey, we could be making our own <laughs> Hulk movies, you say? If no one told us that. <laughs> yeah, what a, what about this Namor guy that we own? Yeah, yeah. oh, apparently he's he's rumored to be in Black Panther 2. That'd be cool. No, I don't think Universal's like, I think Universal's a little smarter, because they, again, yeah. it's like, no, we're, we're just going to take the safe money, only have Hulk show up in the Avengers, because we know those make a billion dollars anyway, yeah. so. Maybe they'll money. take them back and, like, try and put them in the Dark Universe. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't even joke about that. Okay, so it's the Dark Universe. It's Universal Monster Movies, but the Hulk is there. Yeah, maybe Spider-Man will be in the Dark Universe. (laughs) We just got to pull all our resources, everyone, and just resurrect all these dead universes. Be like the Defenders of the Earth. Mandrake the Magician. Uh, but yeah, so what else do we have going on here? Ooh, uh, speaking of animation, and we were ever so briefly, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur slated for an animated show for the Disney Channel, and this is just another one of those big, like, well, yeah, no, duh. Yeah, yeah, no no shit. They also announced a Spider-Man animated show as well. It actually looks like it has some style to it. What you don't say? Is yeah. this another continuation of the one they've been doing? Because no. they've been calling them. Oh, it's brand new. Yeah, it's 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 aimed at like young children. And right. It's fully CGI, and they they hmm. the 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 uh, Spider Man and Spider Gwen and all that kind of they kind of look like like chibis, like they're kind of got, mm. got like a slightly bigger head and everything. It, it looks it's got like some style to it, and actually like some work looks like it was actually gone into it. Unlike the last several, which were clearly just cheapies. Yeah. Yeah, I'll admit I haven't read much Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, but every, like, comic book store owner I talk to and every comic book fan with kids who are like, no, kids fucking love this concept. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, why shouldn't they? It's a kid who gets a dinosaur to be their best friend. It's a kid and their dog, but the dog is a dinosaur. Yeah, and she, like, works with, like, the Fantastic Four and, like, sometimes teams with, like, Avengers. Yeah. It's it sounds like just the sort of stuff kids would love. So yeah, why why hasn't this been a cartoon? And it's been running for a very long time too. Is the other yeah. impressive thing? Yeah, it's never like been cancelled or like I don't think it's been rebooted. Or if it has, it's got that legacy numbering going for it. Yeah, like it's had a very long run. So like people, especially kids, are reading this. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I I feel like Marvel was like, no 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 no, we actually have something here. Don't don't fuck with it too much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's some cool stuff there. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, ooh, some theme park news, because obviously uh, D23, that's all of the Disney company, so you couldn't get away from it. But uh, Avengers Campus is a brand new park that's going to be coming to Disneyland. That's the California one, not the Orlando one, in the near future. Yeah, looks pretty fucking cool. And in the concert up, they had Spider-Man. <laughs> 
They ooh, there was a lot of that <laughs> at D23 where it's like, oh, you guys either didn't know or really thought you could work it out by D23, didn't you? Because, oh, yeah, he's just plastered everywhere. Yeah, no, it, it looks cool. Like in the art, you got like the Avengers building. And then I think it's connected up to that that Guardians ride they have because I think that was oh, in there as well. No. Um, they got like a Hank Pym, Pym Tech building thing. I thought, you were gonna say, I thought you were going to say a Hank Pym hitting your wife simulator. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You go in there, you, you hit the dummy, and it's like, good. Oh, you, you, and he, he, like, rates you. An animatronic <laughs> Kurt, an animatronic Michael Douglas rates, rates your hits. <laughs> good good job, kids. Do the one thing my character is known for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it, it, looks, it looks pretty cool. I'm intrigued to see, like, what it will be exactly. Because it's, it's, I think it's yeah. a little bit different than, than uh, Galaxy's Edge. It is. They made it sound like this was like a, like a integrated reality game thing mm-hmm. too, where there's going to be one here and one in Paris and one in Japan and in all the other Disney's. And there's like a story if you go there. It's it sounded very. I don't. I don't even know a word for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like an augmented reality sort of thing, and it's like as well as well as that. They also did you see like all the stuff they announced about that Star Wars hotel? No, I didn't actually. Holy Please shit, man! Uh, so they they like showcase the um the the ship that that it will be on. It's called the Halcyon. It's this huge cruiser. Right. It's a cruise ship. Yes, I did hear this. It's a cruise ship hotel that you're gonna be on. Yeah, and uh, what happens is like you go you go to like this one place, and it's like it's like the lobby, but it's in like it's nowhere near the hotel. And what happens? You go in there, and it's like like a Star Wars spaceport, and you board your your transport pod, which is I think it's like oh. a bus, and it's all blacked out, and it's got screens oh. on the inside, and it simulates you like like going through space. And then when you, when you get off, you're in the hotel. By God. And then, then in the hotel, you can, you obviously, you, you get your rooms and everything. And then there's like, like, like with the Avengers park, there's like a story where you can like help the first, help the first order or help the, um, <laughs> the rebellion, uh, the, the resistance to like move supplies and stuff and all that sort of Amazing. stuff. And there's like a cantina, you can go play Sabak. Oh, all that sort of please, stuff. Please tell me we got the 3D monster chest there too. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Oh man, I love you. You're like, oh, you can help them move supplies. I'm like, please tell me this is their way of getting free labor. Hey, move these supplies for the rebels. This is room service. Yeah, move, move it to floor <laughs> two and do it quickly and bring me back the tip. What What made me really laugh was like they they showed like the plans for it. It was like, oh, here's the rooms and here's the cantina. And I saw the brig, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. It's like you you put all like the unruly people. We put all the people that come there and like go like beam me up, Scotty, and like yeah, set really. phases to stun. They all get thrown. You're in going the to the brig, <laughs> and if you fuck up too much, we're feeding into the sarlacc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I, I am thoroughly nerdy aroused by that by this whole concept. <laughs> yeah, it's it sounds really cool. Again, it's like, look, you know, our, our, our Disney overlords, sure, they might control way too much IP, but they're going to give me a chance to go to Star Wars, though. They're offering me the chance to go to the thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, ju- I'm just like reading about it now. Apparently, like they what they've done is they've they've based it around like, OK, so you'll stay for two nights and mm-hmm. they've got like an itinerary where it's like, yeah, you stay in oh. all that sort of stuff and you'll do stuff like you'll go back out and you'll like land at like where galaxy's edge is and like go into the park and then come back onto the ship and all that sort of stuff 
Oh, so it's like a whole day trip thing. It's yeah. It's like a whole experience. Yeah, yeah. God, how expensive is that going to be? Though? Oh, it's gonna... probably be like a like, like couple of grand a night, I reckon. I, I literally, when that Star Wars park opened, I like seriously buckled down and tried crunching <laughs> numbers for it to go. And I'm like, that's a lot of money to spend. Like, I could do it. But I'd be eating like ramen noodle for the rest for like the next six months afterwards. <laughs> like it's just way too much money to plop down yeah, on a yeah. thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would love to do Disney. Seriously, man, we got to do like the twenty-four hour comic multiverse stream where it's like you know get us get us to the park, everyone. It's like a telethon. Put money in the jar. <laughs> or better yet, if any fans actually work at Disney, let us know. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll work something out. Let us let us know. <laughs> Sm- smuggle us into the park <laughs> so we can enjoy ourselves. <laughs> but uh, oh man, that that just sounds too cool. That just sounds like too much. It I love does. it. It sounds so much fun. Oh, so so on board for that. Uh, our last piece of news here is actually some comic news. There was a lot of comic news uh, from, or there wasn't that much comic news from D23. There was some stuff, but not a lot of it was worth talking about. This one I thought people would be interested in. Uh, Garth Ennis is getting two brand new Marvel miniseries coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're really cool miniseries. A Punisher one and a Nick Fury miniseries, which should surprise no one because that's what he wrote for Marvel and what everyone really loved and enjoyed. Yeah, I'm 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 happy. I, I'm hoping. I'm wondering if like maybe this if it's going to be standalone or like tie into like the Matthew Rosenberg stuff with regarding mm. the Punisher. Um, and so same same as well with like his Nick Fury because his Nick Fury appeared in like the Punisher every now and then. Um, this. This to me just sounds like it's going to exist in the Ennis verse, in the Maxiverse a continuation. Because like he did uh, Punisher the Platoon not too yeah. long ago, which was yep. a prequel to like a bunch of stuff he did in Max. So I'm sure it's just going to be that. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued. I, I liked his Same. Max stuff. His, his Platoon. Oh, yeah. I, I read that long after it it had like debuted, uh, but it was pretty good. Oh yeah, it's it's all good stuff, and it's all one big story. And yeah, I mean Ennis. Doesn't seem to be losing a step for this material, and he's a very hot commodity now, thanks to the boys and Preacher doing so well on television. Yep. I still haven't I've watched the boys yet. I've, st- I've like, started episode one several times and had to do other stuff, because it's just <laughs> been that kind of week. But, uh, but, but the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, okay, now I really gotta see this, though, the more people <laughs> end up talking about it. It's great. It's so cool. Yeah. And season two will be coming sooner than we think. Yeah, they've, like, literally already filmed most of it. That's crazy to think. Uh, now, uh, yeah, I guess with that out of the way, we can talk about what we read this week. Yeah. Well, there was that bit of news where the, apparently there's some big Marvel event that's going to change everything. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. December 2020, some dude holding a sword. C- call me in December. And yeah, we'll they, talk they, about they, it. They, said, they said that about Infinity Wars and that, ha- that nothing happened. They say that for every event that is yeah. going to change the world and is going to be the biggest thing ever. Again, <laughs> talk to me in December when we know who that silhouette is and we'll see. <laughs> oh, man, I'm fading fast over here, guys. I hate to say I'm working without a net. But, uh, yeah, do we want to talk about what we read this week? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get, get around to reading a lot because I was too busy with stuff. But, um, yeah. I, I understand. D- I did read some of the more bigger books. Okay. Uh, I will let you start then. Yeah, well... Batman issue 77. 
And that's the end of the comic multiverse, guys. <laughs> and that's the end, right? Man, I'm so proud of the little sketch I did in my video, because here's the thing. Someone actually gave me an early copy of that, so I got to have it done Tuesday night, and I got to film a little <laughs> sketch in the middle, <laughs> where it's just me drinking heavily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, this book was, like, just when you think it can it can get get worse, like, it, it's like, oh, ho hold my beer, or hold my bleach, yeah, really. And it's just, again, it's not even just like the big thing where it's like he, they kill a character. They kill yeah. a character with no rhyme or reason, even though that character is alive in Doomsday Clock. Yeah. But, and Doomsday Clock is is canon. It, it is canon. As far as we know, it'll be canon if well, it ever comes no, out. No, well, Scott Snyder and Bendis both said it is canon to what we're doing. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So it, but, it has to be canon with Tom King stuff now as well. Okay, then, but yeah, they, they kill a character, and that sucks, but it's all the millions and millions of inconsistencies before that that really chat my balls. Yeah, yeah, like, like first up, we get Gotham Girl fighting Damien, and Damien's just able to, like, take her out straight away. Well, even though the fact that they said before, it's like, no, don't, don't kill any heroes who come into the city, and also don't manipulate their minds either for some stupid reason. But as soon as Damien's in the city, I'm going to kill you now. But last issue, you said you yeah. wouldn't. What was like, the whole point the of last Captain page. <laughs> like, what was the whole point with Captain Adam then if you weren't, yeah. if, if you were just going to try and kill him anyway? Also, I use the wand of Clarion. Clarion doesn't use a wand and has never used a wand. Yeah, and if that does, like, magic has a price. What was the price? Also, you used backwards talking magic. That's not what chaos magicians do. <laughs> yeah, he's the just other pulling shit out of his ass. <laughs> he literally could have called it anything else. The wand of Zatanna, the wand of fate, and it would have made as much sense. Yeah, or not even mentioned it at all. It's like, I just got this wand. Yeah, it's also like, too, where it's like, hey... You know Justice League Dark has, like, reiterated all the rules for magic just recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't read that. No, it's not canon to his book, so who cares? You, you pointed out something brilliant to me, too, Bruce. Oh, you're the most wanted man in the world, and I've had to go back to crime to support us. Yeah, to hide you, because you, everyone wants to know where you are, and, like, hiding you is not hard. I'm just going to go get lunch at this, like, bustling Paris restaurant in the middle of, like, Paris... <laughs> The restaurant from Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. It's, like, surrounded by people. It's like, how do these people not know who Bruce Wayne is? You know, Bruce Wayne isn't just someone who's, like, never in the public eye. It's fucking Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like like Brad Pitt meets frickin' Mark Zuckerberg. It's like, hey, is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. It's like, someone would have seen him. <laughs> nah, no, we, we forgot that we set that up in the previous yeah, issue. Yeah, literally an issue ago. Like, not even, like, a couple of pages either. <laughs> All the problems that I say are problems are not problems anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Also, they, they really dropped the ball on Damien versus Thomas Wayne, which should be an amazing moment because, mm -hmm. oh, it's the first time these characters are meeting each other. Oh, what, what will they say? Will they know? How will they figure it out without Batman here to tell them? Only for Damien to be like, yeah, I looked you up on the Justice League computer. I know who exactly who you are. I'm like, well, that deflates the entire moment. Yeah, yeah, that deflates. And, and then they, they misreference the button. Yes, they well. do. And I'm like, that's not what happened in the fucking... But why are you, like, like molding these events to, like, what you want when it's not what happened? You destroyed the Flashpoint universe. No, he didn't. No, you, you did that all for a button. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Literally, literally... <laughs> he had nothing to do with that button at all. 
Also, how does the Justice League know about this on their computer when it seemed like Flash and Batman were trying to keep yeah. all of this very hush-hush secret? And, like, why wouldn't they be like, what the fuck's going on, Bruce? Like, you, you have a father now, and he's, like, a gun-toting Batman who kills. Like, mm. sort this shit out, or we will. Oh. Also, your wife is the Joker. How do you know that? Yeah, yeah. How does he know any of this? When did he tell you that? <laughs> did he write that in his note that Batman has? Oh, God. <laughs> so many, so many holes in this. So we're goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, and then, yeah, Damon, Damon gets fucking beaten by his grandfather. And, like, mm-hmm. his grandfather says, well, I, I don't have to, like, do anything bad, but I'm going to do it anyway because this is Bane City. It's not Batman mm-hmm. City, it's Bane City, because that's the story's name. It's called City of Bane. We've got to keep saying yes. Bane. Also, Thomas, are you working for Bane because you want to, or because the Psycho Pirate has messed with your mind? We're really not doing a good job explaining that. Yeah, yeah, you seem to be, like, like you say, like, you don't want to be working for Bane, yet you are. And You, you also don't... seem to have your own goals, but yeah. then that stopped. Yeah, yeah, you, you're, like, looking after the city, but you're only doing it because of Bane or something. Yeah, it's so strange. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, and then, like, because of Damien fucking up and going into the city, they fucking kill Alfred. Yes, a and character who had no real skin in this game or in this fight. They kill Alfred and then completely undercut it by saying, well, now he's dead, we've got Damien as a hostage. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, why Why didn't you try and manipulate his brain with the psycho pirate then? <laughs> Which doesn't answer the biggest question of why is the Psycho Pirate working for you, Bane? This whole plan hinges on the involvement of the Psycho Pirate. Yeah, and, and yeah, this whole death thing, like, like people think this is that big thing that he had to go to mm. at and I don't, I don't know whether it is or not, because, like, again, it could be just, like, a vision, in which case that actually undercuts the death even more. Even further. Um, and didn't need to happen at all. And then the other no. case is, like, well, if he's dead the next writer's just going to bring him back because he has to because of fucking Doomsday Clock and all of those stories. That literally reeked of a, okay, new writer, you fucking figure it out. Yeah, oh, yes, like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, ruin this as much as I can for the new writer to, like, paint themselves into a corner. And for those who are interested in comic book history, uh, they've only ever killed Alfred one other time in the mainline continuity. Yeah, it's not nothing new or, like, like groundbreaking Shocking, no. that, like, he seems to think it is. <laughs> In fact, when they killed Alfred, it was the late 60s. Detective Comics was in fear of getting cancelled. Alfred was only dead for two years. They replaced him with Aunt Harriet. And then, yeah, he was back in two years. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the great legacy of killing Alfred. It led to literally nothing. Yeah, again. The first time. Yeah, it's just this shock value for the sake of shock value. We're at that point now where I think he's just trying to do everything just to, like... I'm going to go out on a high, like with this huge mm. shock value pieces. And it's like, well, it's not really shock value. If like the next ride is just going to completely undo it all. No. And we're all so thoroughly jaded at yeah. this point. You can't do anything to shock us anymore. Yeah, And people think it's like, Oh, this is going to cause Batman to kill. This is and like, I don't know. Cause that's what Bane would want. <laughs> Although I'm saying, ba- saying that like his Batman is fucking stupid. And also, Batman technically already killed in this story anyway, or at least uh, manslaughtered uh, KG Beast. Yeah. And yeah, KG Beast technically lived and the police got him there, but still, Batman was more than okay manslaughtering this man. Yeah, oh yeah. 
or criminally negligent homicide, however you choose to look yeah, at for, it. Yeah, for shooting Dick Grayson and then never going to see Dick Grayson again. Yep. <laughs> I, I love the Bat family's just like, well, you know, he's just got to move on with our yeah, lives. He's doing his own thing in, in Bloodhaven. I'm not, not, not going there, you know. Yeah. His name's Rick now. <laughs> I think Rick might be his last name. I think his first name might be Pickle. Pickle Rick. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what Batman thinks where it's like, oh, yes, yeah, Nightwing. Under his new alias, Pickle Rick, he's doing great. People are loving him <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> That's what Batman just assumes now. <laughs> yeah, Nightwing, oh, you're back. It was great when you were pickle right now, Batman. That wasn't me. God damn it. <laughs> Did you bring me Szechuan sauce? <laughs> Batman loves Rick and Morty. He just didn't know it. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was Batman. It was a friggin' slog. Yeah. Uh, eight issues left, man. Eight issues. We're getting eight issues there. left. And they're coming yeah. out at a regular pace, believe it or not. They are. Shockingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about something I'm sure we enjoyed more. Powers of X or Powers of Ten, because people are chapping my balls now for daring to call it Powers of X. It's, no, powers, it's powers of X. Of it's Powers of X. God damn it. <laughs> it's a fucking X-Men book. There's an X in it. I'm going to call it X. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this one was really cool, and it spent all its time with the X-Men Year 100 team. Yes, it didn't jump around in time for the first time. Yeah, and we, we got to see the, the X-Men go on a suicide mission to... Uh, get the Nimrod origin files or the yep. the, the Nimrod origin crystal, and yep. uh, to do that they set up a, a the the church that is turning people into machines, turning little babies into machines, so you know they're evil. I I love that concept of the Church of Ascension, where it's like, well, why why are humans still turning themselves into robots? It seems like, like the mutants are mostly beaten and living in other planets. Religion, that's why. Yeah, it's now a religion to these people. And, and they kind of have of to do humanity. it as well because it's kind of like a slave labor thing where they're like forcing yeah. people to do it. Yeah, I, I just do love the idea that it's like, well, if we wrap it in religion, people can do all sorts of stuff that makes no sense. Yeah, it's tax free, tax free robotics, <laughs> tax free robot church. <laughs> I love it, and you too will go to robot heaven <laughs> if you pay Look. ten thousand robo bucks. Look, we know robot hell exists. Futurama told us all about the robot <laughs> hell and the robot devil. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah they, we, uh... they attack that that church, uh, and it's all like like Nimrod and Omega think it's like an all like there's some hidden agenda, mm. and they're right because uh, Apocalypse and Wolverine and all those guys are like in in the archives digging through the Wikipedia's of the the robots. <laughs> I, I do love we find out this future X-Men team just isn't a future X-Men team. They're also the uh, horsemen yeah. of the apocalypse. Yeah, they've all taken, like, the apocalypse seeds, which is why, yeah. like, like, Cardinal, the Nightcrawler of the team, who, who was a pacifist, had to take it so he could get out of that, like, genetic predisposition he had for nonviolence. Because this is a suicide mission and we can't bring a pacifist <laughs> on a suicide mission. Yeah, he's got no place being there. No, no, no. And and he meets another mutant who's actually working with the man machines, and he's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I believe in the great machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. They they end up getting the crystal, and then um, it's basically down to, like, Wolverine as, like, Apocalypse stays behind to fight Nimrod or the Nimrods who come from I him. love that. Um, Cardinal and, and Rasputin all die. I like how Rasputin's like, I'm just going to rip off Zorn's mask. Cause like, if I do that, he's got a black, black hole under his mask and he'll like fucking kill everything. And uh, yeah. Omega's like, you won't do that. And she does it. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> try me. And because, uh, and cause Zorn is such a nihilist. He's like, yeah, do it, do it. Fucking do it. 
Let's let's go out with a massive bang, and uh, it gets to the point where it's like, all right, they got their file, but everyone is dead. So why? What the hell was the point of fighting so hard if there's no mutants yeah. to use this information? But then they open up Apocalypse's uh, sarcophagus, and we see Moira's hanging out. In yeah, there. Moira in her was it tenth or ninth life? It was her tenth life. It was her tenth life, and uh, or no, it was ninth maybe. Okay, yeah, I think it might have been her ninth. Yeah, and uh, Wolverine gives it like shoves a crystal in her, and it like like downloads all the information into her brain really quickly, so she has it, and then he has to kill her because then she has to be reborn, so they can stop that future from happening. So the next time she reincarnates, they'll actually have a chance to win. Yeah, that that's so cool. That's so cool. it is. It is, and I also felt stupid for not guessing that. Yeah, earlier. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, of course, because we haven't seen Moira yet in this future. Yeah, yeah, we hadn't seen that life of hers. Um, yeah, I, I feel really stupid for not getting it either, but it seems so, like, logical as well. It's like, because yeah. I, I originally thought, like, okay, they're going to get the files, and then somehow they're going to, like, make it to Krakoa or something, and, like, they'll upload mm. the file or something, and it'll shut off Nimrod or something. But it's like, no, that's too yeah. simple. Yeah, it, it really was. They really worked it out there. And, and once again, Moira is now the most important person <laughs> in the X-Men canon. Yeah, who would have thought? Not me, but I totally accept it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Hickman has made her cool. Big Dick Hickman has made her cool. Big Dick Hick at it again. I wonder, too, now that we've essentially seen the end of this X-1000 timeline, are we going to go back to this one again? Or are we just done here? Because it looked like they wrapped up that story pretty well by killing most of the cast. Yeah, well, like, now, like, they can, they'll be, they can be like, okay, what happened in that X-100 year now that they have that information? Like, what's changed? Like, is Apocalypse still there? Is Wolverine still yeah. there? Like, are they making, like, mute, like, mutant combinations like Rasputin to like combat this it's like is there even a war yeah when we revisit that timeline if we ever revisit that timeline assumedly there'll be a butterfly effect now mm -hmm. and things will be different oh yeah I have I have a feeling I said in my review like like this is just going to change that future Nimrod's still going to come around somehow and yeah. it'll be like it'll be different like he'll still be I, around he'll get around it'll be like Judgment Day in the Terminator universe you've only postponed mm -hmm. it or something and I question, too, it's like, well, what does that mean for the far future, too, of X-1000? Because mm. Nimrod is the planet in that mm -hmm. future. Yeah, yeah. Does this lead to that? Exactly. Or does that now also change? Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, it's so cool. It's time travel, but it's good time travel. Yeah. You know, it's good, interesting storytelling. To compare it to Terminator is a very good uh, thing to, to compare it to. Mm-hmm. And not just because it has murder machines from the future, but <laughs> yeah. it also has murder machines from the future. Yeah. How come no one's ever done that story, X-Men versus Terminator? I know they've done, like, Superman versus Terminator and everything, and Robocop versus Terminator. I don't know. It seems like they might fit, yeah, like a Terminator Sentinel. Maybe because it's too obvious. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, the Sentinels basically are Terminators. It's like, what's even the difference at that yeah. point? There is no difference. Yeah. Well, you could you could make that joke. It's like, why is this threat any different to what we faced before? It's exactly it's the not. same. And I'm sure John Connor would be like, oh, sweet. You guys have mutant powers. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't have some those. mutant powers. Well, John, you had the X gene in you all along. <laughs> you just didn't know it. <laughs> And that still wouldn't be anywhere as stupid as the last couple Terminator movies we've no, gotten. No. <laughs> I had a pitch for a Terminator movie actually thinking about all this X-Men stuff. Let us get the next Terminator movie in a future where everything's actually fine and where John actually won the war. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just him just doing his thing. And, like, humans and Terminators live, like, in happy coexistence. So, you know, it's just like, hey, morning, Bob, I'm a Terminator. <laughs> he lives next door to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, like, Skynet's just, like, super happy. You know, like, like, like Skynet's, like, iTunes now, where they're still, like, kind of evil. Like, why, why must I only use their devices for everything? <laughs> Fucking Skynet. <laughs> but they're not evil. Or, no, like, Skynet's, like, Alexa, hey, Skynet, play, uh, play Bruno Mars. Playing Bruno Mars. <laughs> I'm your buddy Skynet. <laughs> but then, of course, you know, there's an evil underbelly to it. It's like, well, what did we have to do to get here? Yeah, yeah. That's my theory. But now we're just totally off topic. <laughs> <laughs> X-Men's good. X-Men continues to be good. It does. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had Superman Year One, Issue Two. See, I didn't read this. I had a chance to read this. I flipped through it, and I'm like, nah, nah, dog, nah. Yeah, so Clark Kent becomes King of Atlantis okay <laughs> yeah no so like uh, it's it picks up where the last issue ended off where uh clark ends up going to the naval academy uh mm-hmm. and like learning stuff and he he, he quickly excels because of his, his powers like he what quickly the... excels and they're like that that boy ain't right send send <laughs> send him to coronado to train with the seals <laughs> i was gonna say do they do, do, do they have a joke there about clark being a proud seaman <laughs> no they don't <laughs> damn um but yeah he, he ends up going there and like he he goes to seal training he he he's learning that like humans are pretty fragile because like he's just like doing all this stuff and it's like doing nothing while he's like like lifting logs and everything and he's like i can hear like my 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 sailing partner's like lung collapsing and all that sort of stuff it's like humans are really yeah. fragile um but when he goes to the naval academy he it's 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 really strange because it just it comes off like like this should be a big thing but like people are like oh yeah there's like mermaids out in the in the water and it's like it's like just a thing it's like i guess so it's like the dc universe i guess people would be used to that um friggin', friggin superman i've had to hide myself from the world and the fact <laughs> i'm an alien but you're all just grooving on these goddamn mermaids yeah these these mermaids and like his commanding officer like warns him about it because they're like they're like sirens they like trick people to come into the water and no one's ever ever uh, like come out whereas like clark is really fascinating it's like well i've got these powers oh, very frank miller um so he ends up going and visit him and that's where he meets laurie lamaris um mm. a, an old superman character uh who yes. is an actual mermaid and um he ends up like like kind of falling in love with her a little bit and like he's like entranced by like her uh and that leads him to finding atlantis which it never comes up in the story again, but it's crashed into by a, a submarine and like all the, all the Atlanteans are like trying to like, like help the people that are trapped. So mm. like Superman going there, he like easily helps them all. And they, they, they see him as a Superman. That's what they start calling him. And, um, Laurie falls in love with him and Clark falls in love with her. And, uh, he has to go obviously. somewhere. Lana's ears are burning. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what, what's going on? Uh, he, he goes back and he, he ends up going, into like proper seal training and it's here he sort of develops his no kill rule because he's in the training and he's just doing it and everything and his commanding officer keeps yelling at him to go in for the kill and it, it like makes him feel sick like it's like this is all humans want to do like just mm. learn to kill and kill each other and it's like i don't want to do that 
and um, it leads to him joining like the SEAL team mission to stop some pirates, and he never kills the SEAL. He just like hits him over the head with his guns and everything. Yeah, and... I, was, I, I saw the bit with the pirates, and I'm like, okay, here's just guys in generic facial coverings. Do yeah. they say what part of the world they're from, or just they're pirates? Yeah, they're just pirates. Not Somalian pirates, just pirates. And um, one of them pulls a grenade, and Clark, to save the guy, he puts his hands around the guy's hands and like takes a grenade and it blows up in his hands so it doesn't kill anyone but it scares the fuck out of the guy because he makes the guy watch like what he was going to do and like kind of changed the pirates like attitude was like oh fuck i was gonna kill someone i don't want to do that anymore and um you you see everyone gross displays of power are the perfect way to keep people in line and change the minds of wicked men says frank miller (laughs) yes yes well this is the dark knight returns superman so of course true enough yeah um but yeah, uh, because of that, that leads him to getting honorably discharged because he put his men in, in danger and everything. So he's like... Oh, he actually gets discharged yeah. by the end of issue. Boy, that was short-lived. Yeah, yeah, very, very... Like, they couldn't do anything for him or anything. So he ends up, like, going back to see Laurie. And that's where he, he, puts, he gets his Superman costume out. And he approaches Poseidon because he intends to, like, be with Laurie. And so he's got to live under the sea where there's no law. Yeah, he likes living under the sea. He can breathe under it. He feels at ease and everything. Um, So he has to approach the king to like ask for his daughter's hand in marriage and sort of thing. Poseidon's like, "Fuck off!" I like (laughs) vaguely veiled incest with my with my daughter. It's very fucking weird. (laughs) It's very. I'm like, oh, this is a Frank Miller book. that's that's the millerism right there yeah. for also so, so like you know this is the dark knight universe and everything there but no no mention of aquaman though that was really point. weird i i imagine like this isn't atlanta like because lorian like when she was originally around wasn't at atlanta she was in like another city from right. from atlantis but i'm guessing they're just calling this atlantis just because or like clark thinks it's atlantis you could also argue that if this is like early in their career, maybe yeah. Arthur's still living on the surface now and doesn't yeah. know of his heritage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Poseidon's like, fuck off. This guy's like a huge, he thinks he's a human. So it's like, he's mm-hmm. less than, um, so he's like, okay, well, you know, fuck him. He's got like plans for my daughter as well as he, he thinks Clark wants the throne. Clark doesn't want the throne. He's like, I don't want to command people. <laughs> fuck that. Um, so he sends the Kraken out after Clark and the Kraken just like, he releases it. Yeah. Just tries to fucking kill him. But like Clark is just like, keeps getting hit and he's just like laughing. Cause it's like not doing anything to him. And, and so Poseidon becomes like jealous of Clark. So he tries to kill him with like an even bigger Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> I had two. I had a yeah. backup Kraken. Yeah. And then that doesn't even work. So, so, and he has to follow Atlantean rules, which means he's like now exiled while Clark becomes king of Atlantis? Question mark. Okay. Yeah. I really, d- I really didn't think Superman year one, <laughs> Superman joins the military at the halfway point would have Superman being king of yeah, Atlantis. Yeah, that was so, it was so out of left field. I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. That's actually that's- something different. <laughs> That's pretty fucking whimsical, too, which are words you wouldn't say to describe anything Frank Miller writes. Yeah, the stuff that he did with the, the military and Clark learning not to kill and everything was, like, really strange. So I'm thinking, oh, this is where he's going to, like, the military going to learn about his abilities and he's going to be made into a weapon and everything. But no, it's like Clark's, the, the, the like, narrations, like, he came to look for adventure and action and he found that and he found that that, that wasn't what he wanted at all. Yeah, it feels like this really zigged when I thought it was going to zag. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And I'm interested to see how now 
like because the book ends with him just in atlantis as king like so the next part which is the final issue somehow ends with him in metropolis and lois lane and jimmy olsen and working at the daily planet like how the fuck does that happen you're gonna have to cram a lot there he had a very and this is all in one year he had a very active first year oh yeah it's a far cry from Batman year one. We're just getting stabbed by hookers on the street. <laughs> yeah, hookers that might have been Catwoman or not. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Or at least Holly Robinson, if nothing else. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds crazy. It is. It's it's Frank Miller crazy, but not Frank Miller crazy. Right. Which is which is much how I felt about issue one, where I'm like, this is okay. But like, it's almost like I, I I wish there was more from it. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for all the racist stuff to come in. Where where is it? Yeah, yeah. Where's the prostitutes? <laughs> yeah, oh, they're coming. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're coming. Just a big bus of them in issue three. <laughs> He's got to save the bus from like Metallo or something. <laughs> yeah, really. They were on their way to the sex workers convention, <laughs> and you know, Superman had to save it. <laughs> Because that's what he do. Also, is Reagan going to show up in here? Because again, they're very weird yeah. about what time frame all of this takes place in. Yeah, yeah, this is very strange. The time I, for all intents and purposes, it's like modern times. But no one has a cell phone. Yeah, it's so strange. It it is strange. I feel like even he didn't know when this was supposed to take place. Like they're going for a timeless appeal, but it just feels kind of weird. Yeah, well, I guess because like, like if like, they... Dark Knight Returns is kind of got that timeless appeal about it as well. It's a little bit of futuristic, a well, little bit of like old timey stuff. It, it was in the dark, not so distant future of nineteen eighty. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, them kids with their boom boxes and their big <laughs> sunglasses and their break dancing—they're gonna kill us all. <laughs> At the 24-hour news cycle. <laughs> Man, I, I love going back on that. Now it's like, oh, it's, it's too much information. No one can parse this 24-hour news cycle. <laughs> it's, it's really bad for the world. Dude, wait till you see the, the internet <laughs> Twitter news cycle. And he did that in Dark Knight 3. And it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, he tried <laughs> He tried to, but he's an old man, and he just goes, Batman blows up the internet. What? <laughs> he blows it all up so people will pay attention to real-world problems. <laughs> That's a real thing that happens, everyone. Yeah. Who didn't keep reading Dark Knight 3. Batman blew up the internet. Yes. So everyone would look up from their phones at all the Kryptonians attacking them. That's how you know a 70-plus-year-old man wrote that story. <laughs> That's just the most wish-fulfilling shit. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was the Batman. Or the Superman. Yeah. Which feels a bit like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What, uh, what else did I have this week? Uh, how many more did you have, Matt? Uh let's see like two okay then i will try and go through a couple quickly then uh i had black mask you're the villain which was very uneventful oh was it ever this is one of the ones i had yeah this is like yeah as lex said very less ambitious (laughs) man talk about like an issue that perfectly summarizes why black mask isn't a bigger deal (laughs) because jesus christ this dude aims super low every time yeah he has no ambition and it's like even like yeah so like when given a chance by lex like to get what he wants originally he wants like gotham back and lex just laughs at him it's like dude that's fucking like small fish think bigger what's he i had so much money i had five billion <laughs> crime dollars and lex is like Haha, five million crime dollars that's funny yeah and 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 his big plan is i i'll get a power that like changes my face and i'll take over a a a company a cosmetic company not even like a big like like conglomerate company just like a a cosmetics company 
no, no, it was a pharmacy company. His parents owned a cosmetic company. That's if he took true, over yeah. another cosmetic company, that might actually have made more sense. <laughs> but the fact that it's just a just a drug company, and like the joke is like, ha ha ha, you know, he's a mobster, and now he's running a drug guy. No one can tell the difference because drug companies are really evil too. Yeah. But they don't even do anything with that because he just runs the drug company normally. Well, not even normally. Like as Renee and and Batwoman who are are, are like tracking him, they said they're like, oh, he's doing, he's like selling off their assets and like moving money to the caymans and stuff i'm like okay so he's like trying to run the company into the ground or something like or at least steal from them which is like well that's just begging to get caught you think that they they do something where it's like okay he's going to take this over and then like like mass produce a a drug that like fucks people up or something yeah like makes super opioids yeah yeah you know becomes like the drug kingpin of the world or something no 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 he just like takes it over just gonna steal their office supplies <laughs> and he, that's what he i need new staplers i'll take over this multi-billion dollar company and, and i'm also gonna make it really obvious by hiring my old gang yeah. too, to be working my security <coughs> and it's funny it's in atlanta too which blows me away which also renee montoy and batwoman just happen to also be in atlanta at the moment yeah yeah that was that was strange like batwoman is in atlanta because she wants to get out from under Batman's eyes, and that just happens to be the same city that Black Mask was operating in. Like, she wasn't following him or anything. She just decided to go there. Also, Gotham Cop Renee Montoya is also there. And also, we never make reference to the fact that she's also running around as the question in the Greg Rucka yeah. book, so never does it come, hey, maybe I should turn into the question and do this. Yeah, well, the reason she she was there is because she tracked those associates of Black Mask there, and then she said, like, oh, well, I can't do anything but Batwoman can. I'm like, well, you're the question. You could technically no. do something about it. like, Or not. Maybe, yeah, or not. It was just, like, a weird, like, why give him a fucking uh year of the villain book give someone like mr freeze or like like what i thought they were going to be doing was going to be doing like the main cast of the legion like because we got a sinestro yeah, one yeah, yeah. and then we get like yeah, a black yeah. mask like what <laughs> it's it's a perfect example of why black mask doesn't deserve a bigger push because no. he's not that interesting if anything the thing that happens at the end i wish was the main story where it's like okay so i've lost this company now i'm going to go to not australia kill not rupert murdoch and take over <laughs> not his media company I'm like see that makes sense black mask is a media tycoon you know because he has the whole thing with you know keeping up appearances and image and everything and like oh if i control the news i can control the narrative and i can turn things against the superheroes but no that was just at the end and also yeah. black mask doesn't even seem smart enough to think yeah, of that well plan. see not only that like you'd think that that would actually play into lex's plan a little bit as well of like turning the world yeah. to doom it's like well i'm gonna set up black mask or like really anyone else other than black mask yeah. like in in like control of like this media this huge media company and they're gonna like like run their fake news and like like mm-hmm. lead the world towards doom and like pro doom stories yeah yeah stuff like that like that would have been really cool but yeah this is this is no. just really weird it also doesn't help either where it's like oh i have the face-off tech from face-off i can steal people's faces yeah but you're still a dude under there yeah yeah you're still just a soft squishy dude like at least Clayface could turn into shit when he stole people's identities and at least jane doe was crazy yeah yeah they, they all you're had neither like, of those yeah things. you're just like a vain man <laughs> Yeah, you're like the worst of every world. Yeah, it, it's very good, and it's really, it's really a shame as well because it squanders Tom Taylor's talents. 
I know, right? Like, this dude is, like, so much better than this material, and the fact that you gave it to Tom Taylor and he couldn't hammer out something interesting. <laughs> kind of feels like maybe he was giving, like, a rough, like, outline of, like, okay, this is what mm. this book needs to be, and, like, it's like, oh, okay. Make it happen, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what was the last book you read? Maybe I read it, too. Uh, you said you had, too. You probably didn't. I read Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen, issue two. Oh, yeah. How's this doing? It's, still still funny. It's it's funny, but also, like, a great character piece for Jimmy. So this issue mm. is kind of like a fallout from the last issue uh, where, like, Jimmy crashed into the city and crashed through the monarch of Metropolis, the big, like, <laughs> lion statue um, thing, and, like, caused a bunch of damage. So, like, Perry White's, like your shit's fucked up like you gotta leave but then realize that like his viral videos like bring in shitloads of money for like monetization <laughs> for the daily planet so he's like Ooh, how modern you're gonna stay in here and you're just gonna make viral videos um <laughs> so cat cats high-fiving yeah yeah so um he he ends up like a big part of this issue is him trying to make a viral video and he gets superman involved like superman's just like i'm gonna come horse around with jimmy and we're gonna do like close-up <laughs> magic and like talk about hot dogs and how, how i invented the dodecahedron and shit like that like just like really really random shit um that is that sounds very mad for but, but on top of that like we get stuff where uh jimmy is like at odds with his brother julian um oh. who has been sort of battling lex because lex wanted that that statue to be knocked down because it was his family statue and he wanted it knocked down just because and mm. whereas julian wanted to keep it because of what it means for metropolis it's like a, a a staple of metropolis and uh lex is trying to paint him as the bad guy because lex wants to knock it down to put in a light rail to make uh metropolis <laughs> a bit more economic and he's like this guy doesn't want metropolis to make the money and it's, it's all about the transportation industry, yeah. man. Light rail, Coke brothers, follow the money. Yeah, and, and, and Julian's like, well, I don't want to turn Metropolis into like a place where people work, not a place where people live. I want to make mm. it a city where people live and sort of stuff. And he's mad at Jimmy because Jimmy's kind of inadvertently aiding Lex in destroying mm. that statue and everything and making him look bad and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and um, he's not too happy like because it's it's funny because they paint because even though jimmy has won a pulitzer and everything they paint him as like like the loser of the family whereas like yeah, yeah. whereas like julian's like won all these prestigious awards his mother's like a nobel prize winner and it's like jimmy's just won a pulitzer you know who gives a shit <laughs> it, it has julian always been jimmy's brother or is that some new i think shit it's a new invented? thing like, yeah he never had a brother before at least one that wasn't 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 in like this much of stuff because um, I was automatically thinking the last time Matt Fraction wrote a brother, <laughs> it was Hawkeye and Barney Barton, but Barney Barton had already existed. Yeah, no, he he hasn't existed, but yeah, he he's like just giving Jimmy a hard time. It's like, oh, if Mom and Dad were still alive, they'd side with me, and like you're the most mm. dangerous person in Metropolis, and that sort of <laughs> Jimmy stuff. Olsen. And um, on top of that, we get stuff that's set in the present where apparently Jimmy was killed, but he's not. He's like moved to Gotham. And um, he's trying to solve his own death as well as like people who have been in contact with him or like met with him recently have either wound up dead or are missing. So he's like, well, I got to sort this out. So who do I call? I'm going to call Lois Lane. And Lois Lane, I think, thinks he's dead as well. So hearing from him, she rushes out to go meet him at Gotham. 
Oh. Yeah, it is. Sounds like there's a lot going on there, in this book. There is a lot. It's really cool because it's like broken into stories like those old like Golden Age and Silver Age books where ah. it's like every couple of pages there's like a little title page and it, it's really- a new story. It's really cool. Really cool. It's a good combination of like hilarious stuff like with Superman as well as like really great character stuff with his brother and this end stuff in Gotham. And it must be good because Wild Matt Fraction, if he could write anything at DC, yeah. he must have had a good reason to write about Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's fucking great. And and next issue I'll apparently is, has Jimmy like stealing the Batmobile or something. <laughs> that does sound fun. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, I'll just go quick through the ones I have here because, again, we've already been talking for about uh, an hour 30 and I am just fading fast over here. It's It's been a rough week, everyone. Like I said, I wanted to deliver a show, but I just... Just, ugh, you know, tell me about it. Uh, I had Guardians uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, he's dying. Mm-hmm. He's explaining how and why. Mm-hmm. It basically goes over his origin again in a fun and interesting way. Yeah, he was like, he, he was a guide dog or service dog, basically. Companion animal, yeah, yeah for a planet full of crazy people. Yeah, yeah. It, also, to a vet, uh, some yeah. war veteran or something. Yeah. Also, uh, the Universal Church of Truth actually has a better plan than what they normally have, where it's like, we're going to bring back Adam Warlock. Well, actually, we're going to bring back several Adam Warlocks this time. A whole army of Adam Warlocks. Yeah, see, we we figured it out. All those times we got beaten. Now this time, though. Uh, what else did I have there? Uh, ooh, uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man 15, Pimtron comes back. Oh, nice. I'm I'm just behind on this issue good shit pimtron's like i'm gonna fuse everyone with their robot counterpart oh no i'm fucking crazy <laughs> he does it to vision and wonder man he fuses them together oh shit he's like everyone's gonna be like me and janet i'm gonna fuse you with joe costa and it'll be great oh geez <laughs> it's funny too because like pimtron has no time for iron man like he literally doesn't care that this is iron man's book he's like fuck off tony this has nothing to do with you <laughs> And Tony's like, ouch, man, this is my book, and this villain is totally uninterested in me. It's really surprising how, like, little effect the whole deal of, like, this Tony isn't the real Tony. Like, he's a genetic simulation of Tony. Like, it's surprising how, like, little that's played into other books. Like, you'd think, like, people would be like, dude, this is, like, kind of a big thing. Yeah, now nah, everyone's just like, yeah, that's classic Tony yeah. shit. It do- it does actually reflect nicely in a villain like Pimtron, where it's like, well, are you Ultron or are you Hank Pym mm-hmm. or are you something completely yeah. new? Because with Tony, he's doing the same thing. Am I man? Am I machine? Am I an AI or am I something completely new? Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's cool. It's cool parallels. Yeah, they also bring back the Hollow Tony from Secret Empire and oh, wow. the Riri book. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> And Tony's like, well, I, I had to get rid of Friday, so I have no one to run my suit anymore. L- L- Lil Hollow Tony, do you want to run my suit? <laughs> so Tony Stark is literally talking to Tony Stark about the best uh, way to be Iron Man. Yeah, I know he. I know that one was in the last issue where they fought Spymaster. Yeah, it's very, it's very fun. Yeah. Again, D- Dan Slott and Jim Zub. I think a lot of people are sleeping on this book. I think it's actually doing a lot of stuff right. Yeah, it's it's a really fun book. Yeah, and then I also had Daredevil uh, for the week. Oh, I haven't read this one yet, but last issue was so fucking good. Th- this one turns up the ante in a big way. Again, it's Matt having to face his own demons, and it's him and Cole North realizing, oh, we're not so different, you and I. And the owl being super competent for a change. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, the owl's actually on his fucking A-game for once. <laughs> nice. Shit actually happens because he made it so. Oh, wow. And then, obviously, at the end, Electra shows up. Yeah, ooh interesting 
Here's the thing. Electra shows up looking exactly like how she looked when she first appeared. Oh, really? Well, she looks like that in um, Savage Avengers. Yeah, they've completely ditched all the movie stuff now. She's just back to being old-timey Electra yeah. now. <laughs> all the movie, all the TV show stuff. Yeah, this this book is getting great. And I love, too, it's like, man, you know, they're really beating poor Matt down. He's got nowhere to go. What's going to happen next? Ah, Electra shows yeah, up. Yeah, she, she heard about him fucking in that bookstore. <laughs> Yeah, really, and she's like, mm-mm. <laughs> I, I do love the idea that Electra might be the one to actually get Matt, like, out of his depression spiral yeah. and slap him around and be like, all right, let's go Ninja Turtles. Well, well, it's funny you should say that. She kind of did that in Savage Avengers recently to to Frank Castle. Oh, yeah, because they had a thing on and off. Yeah, no, like, Frank's family came back to life in that book. And, um, oh, And, shit. like, by, like, an old Conan the Barbarian sorcerer bringing them back to life. And um, they, they weren't really, they weren't real. They were, like, a skinwalker or something. But, yeah. Of course. Um, she, like, slaps him around. It's like, get the fuck up. We need to go kill this, like, god. Like, fuck your family. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, Daredevil under Zdarsky is great. I never thought I would yeah. be so in love with a superhero book where the superhero never wears his costume. Yeah, yeah, it's so damn cool. But then again, I guess Daredevil always did that in like Born Again and Guardian Devil. And yeah. he's had long periods where he never wears his costume. So it, he's really perfectly fitted for it. Yeah, it means when it comes back, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be a really big deal. And uh, oh, and the last one I read this week, uh, Jane Foster Valkyrie. Oh, I haven't read this one yet. Uh, it's fun. They actually deal with the bullseye stuff very quickly. Yeah? Yeah, they deal with it very quickly. Uh, they kill Heimdall, hilariously. Yeah, okay. So he is actually Which, dead. He's actually dead, and that was kind of the one thing I didn't like. I'm like, well, he kept cheating Death in War of Realms, yeah, only yeah. to die here. Yeah, yeah, and by bullseye of all people. Bullseye with a magic sword. Uh, oh, Bullseye has a hilarious line when he's about to kill Jane. He's like, uh, okay, so just for the stats, uh, have you ever dated Daredevil? Because uh, I need to know. Because <laughs> like, like, I'm a creep and killing women Daredevil <laughs> love is like my fetish. <laughs> I really, I really, and they draw him like a skeevy perv too, where he's like doing like the eye twitchy uh. thing under the mask. <laughs> And uh, r really, th this only serves as a catalyst because the whole deal is Heimdall's like, well, I'm dead. And so your job as Valkyrie is to take me to Valhalla, to take me to the mm -hmm. afterlife. But I don't want you to take me there, Jane. Here's the thing. As Sentinel of Asgard, I've seen heaven. I've seen hell. I've seen all the potential afterlifes. None of them are for me. I want you to take me somewhere completely new, somewhere I've never been before. Let us take a journey into mystery. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, so Ewing is backdooring some cosmic shit for Valkyrie. She's going to be running around space looking for the afterlife that comes after the afterlife. Oh, that, that's really cool. Maybe we'll get a Journey into Mystery book now. It's kind of sounded like it, where it's like, well, this is the subtitle now. It's Jane Foster Valkyrie, Journey into Mystery. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It is, and I'm like, nice to bring back some more shit from Thor. And, you know, they play the juxtaposition, too, where she's like, oh, I'm a doctor and a superhero, and so I have to do no harm, but as Valkyrie, I had to kind of let Heimdall die here mm -hmm. to save everybody else. It's it's very interesting. Cool, cool. They're finding lots of good material for Jane. I think this I think this book will have legs. I think this yeah. book will stick around. I, ho I hope so. I hope it does. It, that first issue was really damn good. It was. Like, I've never seen a first issue get a status quo done so quickly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was, that was it. That was everything I read this week. Cool. I actually read just about everything that came out, and I'm hoping to do a story so far on all those Miss Marvel stories I missed. Yeah, I, I'm gonna hope to catch up on everything I missed after this after we finished here. 
Yeah, all right then. Well, in that case, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to the show before anyone else as soon as it's done and as soon as Matt edits it all together. In fact, uh, if you are a patron, you may have noticed I've actually changed around uh, some of the stretch goals and some of the tiers. I modeled them after Iron Man suits. I was very happy about that. <laughs> But uh, basically, yeah, you know, if you, I, I always promised in this show that you can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, and you will always get the comic multiverse without fail. That will be true. Although I'm thinking I've changed it around a little bit now to where if you do give like just a couple bucks a month, you will get the audio version, no problem. Five bucks and up, which is like tier one, mark one, you'll get the video version the day before the show goes live. Nice. So that's how I think I'm going to run it now. As far as that goes, nothing else really changed because the bulk of Patreons are all $5 patrons. Yeah. We got a couple $10 ones, and then we got we, we got our one super fan who's a $100 fan, and that's like the Hulkbuster one. So thank you. <laughs> uh, for everyone else, be sure to listen to the show uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. I usually try and put that up on Thursday. Sorry I didn't get it up this week. I was at the hospital all day Thursday. Long story. Yeah. But uh, hopefully I'll be able to fix that one this week. But, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for showing up. Uh, anything else to say, Matt? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to be trying to get out all my reviews that I missed this week in the next couple of days. So look, look out for them. Sounds good. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Keto Crate. Uh, I'll have all the links and everything down in the description for those so interested. It's a good way to help us and support the show. Uh, I'm sure my finale review of Young Justice will be up by the time this is up. So check that out uh, as yeah, well if you haven't already. It is big three episode finale. All three episodes drop at once. Oh wow! Yeah, let's let's see where it goes now. Now that we know season four is definitely confirmed. Yeah. Also, hey, now that it's a success, uh, success can we throw more money at season four, please? <laughs> Less you're not money. doing. Yeah, you're not doing Swamp Thing anymore. So can we throw some more money at this, please? <laughs> can we get an eighty million dollar animated show? <laughs> Oh, I'd like it. Man, God bless those people. They're trying so hard where it's like, okay, we need a fight scene right here. But we do not have the money for a fight scene right here. What do we do? Uh, flip books? Steal images? <laughs> it's better than nothing, I guess. I, I really hope the thing is, is that they nickled and dimed these last couple episodes because they're saving it all for the last episode. Yeah, they seem to be doing that quite a bit in like chunks where you can see where they yeah. save the money for the next episode or something. It's... They did it the way you're supposed to do it, where it's like, look, put put the money at the beginning of the show, put it at the end of the show, and if the middle kind of is unexpensive, that's fine, because people only remember the beginning and the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening, and Matt and myself will be back again next week. Same comic multiverse time, same comic multiverse place. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.